This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, rewiring your brain for happiness. Simply getting stuff done. A load of laundry. There's so many opportunities for positive experiences of safety and satisfaction and connection. Hardwiring happiness when Radio Health Journal returns. Do you know CPR? More than 350,000 Americans a year suffer an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, and 90% of them die, often because bystanders don't know CPR. Hands-only CPR, without mouth-to-mouth breaths, is easy to learn and can double or triple the chances of survival. College student Matt Lickenbrock learned it at a CPR training airport kiosk. Two days later on campus, another student was hit by lightning virtually in front of me. I was thinking, what did I learn at the airport? First, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of the chest to the beat of staying alive. You never know when you can save a life. The American Heart Association and the Anthem Foundation sponsor airport kiosks where you can learn hands-only CPR. You'll find kiosks at six major airports across the country or take one minute and learn this life-saving skill online during CPR and AED Awareness Week, June 1st through 7th. Go to heart.org slash hands-only CPR. That's heart.org slash hands-only CPR. Why is it that a person's mood can be ruined by one small negative event? Maybe we've had a good day, been very productive at work, had a nice lunch, and even a few laughs with friends. But then somebody tosses an insult at us, and we can think of nothing else the rest of the day. Clouds gather over our disposition, and maybe we even lose sleep over it. Why do we dwell on the negative and forget about the positive? Well, apparently it's only natural. Our brains are built to remember bad experiences much more strongly than good ones. That's what scientists call the brain's negativity bias, which evolved because our ancestors needed to, first and foremost, live to see the sunrise. So the brain today looks for bad news, hyper-focuses on it, overreacts to it, and then stores the whole messy experience in emotional memory. That's neuropsychologist Dr. Rick Hansen, author of Hardwiring Happiness, the New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence. He says a strong memory for bad things is a survival mechanism. The brain reacts more intensely to unpleasant sounds or sights than it does to equally loud or bright pleasant sounds or sights. Second, the alarm bell of the brain, the amygdala, is primed in general to focus on bad news. So we have a particular part of the brain that registers good news but really reacts to bad news. And then third, memory systems in the brain are very primed and specialized to record negative experiences so that we learn from them for survival. Positive experiences, on the other hand, are the primary way to build up inner strengths like happiness, resilience, and character values. Those all reinforce finding food or a mate, but Hansen says they're nothing our Stone Age ancestors could use for more critical needs, like not getting eaten. So the brain never developed efficient neural pathways to accentuate the positive. If you don't get a positive experience today or if you don't get food today, you'll have a chance at food tomorrow. But if you fail to avoid that predator today or that lethal aggression inside or between a primate band, then whoop, no more rewards forever. Hansen says most people's lives are actually not that terrible, but we think about the negative far more than it actually shows up in our lives. Research shows that most people say that many, if not the majority of the minutes in their day, 
are mildly pleasant or at least neutral. To me, that question is not, how can we have more positive experiences? That's almost a trivial question. The central question is, how do we not waste them? How do we turn these positive experiences into some kind of lasting value inside, which really means getting the brain to encode them, to weave them into neural structure? The way to do that, Hansen says, is by consciously focusing on positive things in our day, the kind of events most people never think about. Most people have most minutes of most days full of positive facts all around. If you can be happy that others are happy, then you can be always happy because someone is always happy somewhere, for example. Also, simple physical pleasures, the smell of good coffee, what it feels like to get into air conditioning on a hot and muggy day, or to put on a warm jacket when it's cold, or the recognition of good qualities inside yourself, or a feeling of friendliness or connection with other people, or simply getting stuff done, a load of laundry, dishes washed, emails sent out, they're completed. There's so many opportunities for positive experiences of safety and satisfaction and connection, our three overarching needs. Hansen advocates a process with the acronym HEAL, H-E-A-L. First, have the experience. Then enrich and absorb it. Finally, link the positive to the negative, contrasting the two. Hansen says it's pretty simple as long as you remember to do it whenever something good happens. Take the extra 10 or 20 seconds to stay with the experience. Let's suppose that you're in a work environment and someone has paid you a compliment, including a fairly casual compliment. On the 0 to 10 scale, it's a 1 or a 2, so it's appropriate to have a 1 or a 2 scale type positive experience, but it's still real. So for the next 10 or 20 seconds, draw on the research that shows that the longer we sustain something in our awareness, the more it sinks in, the more it becomes a part of us, something good that we can then take with us wherever we go. So stay with it. If you can, help it become more intense, this positive experience. It's a private act. Nobody needs to know that you're having a good time inside for 10 or 20 or 30 seconds straight. Try to feel it more in your body. In the famous saying in neuroscience, neurons that fire together, wire together. So therefore, try to get as many neurons firing for as long as possible and with a felt sense throughout your entire body. Eventually, exercising those positive pathways will create a physical change in the brain, counteracting the negative bias put there by nature and creating a more sunny disposition. Bit by bit, synapse by synapse, one experience at a time, we gradually change the brain. It's not an overnight process, which for me is what makes it authentic and legitimate. It's not a quick fix, but it does mean that half a dozen times a day, less than half a minute at a time, you actually have the opportunity to bring something good inside yourself, help it land, and help it kind of stick to your mental ribs, which I think is a really important thing these days when so many people feel sort of pushed around by events and their reactions to them and feel somewhat like they're running on empty. What I'm talking about is how to top off your tank, how to get more of the good things into yourself. Now, Hansen admits some people may think we're all supposed to be like Pollyanna, unrealistically and insufferably finding sunshine in the deepest tragedy. But he says ignoring reality is the farthest thing from his mind. Well, I think that objection is understandable. It's just not true. What I'm talking about is not a positive focus or a negative focus, but a realistic focus. In other words, see the challenges in life, see the things that could be a lot better in the world outside or in the world in your own home. See those things and do what you can for those things. 
but also appreciate that we've got a Stone Age brain that's actually biased toward the negative. So if you, in effect, deliberately look for those facts that are the authentic basis for a legitimate positive experience, and then you help yourself actually not waste that positive experience, but in fact take it into yourself, you're just leveling the playing field that is tilted toward raw survival based on the Stone Age brain, but tilted against quality of life and long-term health and well-being. Hansen says within a few days, most people start to notice a difference in attitude. They begin to treat themselves like they matter, taking an active role in life and not waiting to be passively pushed around. Before long, he says, positivity becomes second nature because the wiring in our brain has changed. We just need to give positive brain paths a little more use. You can find out more about Dr. Rick Hansen's book, Hardwiring Happiness, through his website, rickhansen.net. Our production director is Sean Waldron. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns with medical notes in just a moment. When it comes to health insurance, understanding what you'll pay for covered services, prescriptions, and supplies is important, especially if you have a chronic condition like diabetes. Now, there's a new tool to help people with diabetes save money on test strips. Know My Copay is a website and nationwide telephone service that tells you the lowest copays for the top five brands of diabetes test strips in the market based on your individual health plan. Here's consumer advocate and nationally syndicated columnist Jim Miller. Figuring out health coverage can be confusing. Know My Copay is a valuable free service that can help people maximize their health care dollar. By comparing the out-of-pocket cost of the various diabetes test strips available, people can make educated decisions about the products they use. Know My Copay is sponsored by LifeScan, maker of one-touch brand blood glucose monitoring systems. Find the lowest copay for your test strips at knowmycopay.com or by calling toll-free 807-8936. That's knowmycopay.com. Medical notes this week. Teen births are at their lowest level ever. A report from the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that the teen birth rate has fallen by 60% overall since the early 1990s and by 50% among Hispanic and black teenagers since 2006. Researchers say long-acting contraceptives and better sex education get much of the credit, but that teenagers are also having less sex. New infections of HIV are on the decline, but the nation is still falling short of its goal. A report in the journal AIDS and Behavior shows that annual HIV infections dropped by 11 percent between 2010 and 2015, and the virus transmission rate declined 17 percent. Those declines are only about half of what the nation was aiming for, according to the National HIV AIDS Strategy announced in 2010. About 1.2 million Americans are living with HIV in the United States. And finally, 17-year cicadas are out in parts of the East Coast, and scientists say stress levels rise with those noise levels. In fact, some scientists say cicadas can literally be deafening. They've recorded cicadas' noise levels at more than 108 decibels, noisier than a jet during takeoff. And that's Medical Notes this week. More in a moment. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. The Alzheimer's Association is encouraging everyone to learn the truth about Alzheimer's. First, Alzheimer's is not normal aging, and with a wide variety of possible symptoms, it's more than just memory loss. 
The truth is that Alzheimer's disease is fatal. And even though it can't be prevented, cured, or even slowed, early detection matters. According to Ruth Drew, Director of Family and Information Services of the Alzheimer's Association. An early diagnosis of Alzheimer's allows people living with the disease and their families more time to plan for the future. It also allows these individuals to get the most out of treatments that may address symptoms and help maintain independence longer. They may also be able to participate in a clinical trial to help researchers discover a cure. It's important for people living with Alzheimer's to access care and services early so they and their families can live the best life possible. Take time to learn the truth about Alzheimer's disease. Get started at alz.org truths. That's alz.org truths. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this week's show, please leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on iTunes, Stitcher, and at RadioHealthJournal.net.